0: Welcome to The Spotter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the everyday challenges facing today's ministry leaders. It is necessary to stay close to someone who will challenge you to grow, do more, reach higher, and dream bigger. You should never allow yourself to be the strongest person in the room. You need a spotter. Here's your host, Jeff Wolf. Hey,
1: everybody. Thanks for joining me today for the podcast. I'm going to share today the topic conversation with myself out of Psalm fifty-six. I've been focused in the Psalms lately in my personal scripture time, uh, specifically the links between the Psalms of David and his experiences in First Samuel. I find that David's prayers are something that I can closely identify with, especially when I know the context out of which. He prayed those prayers or sang those songs. Last podcast, I talked to you, uh, talked you through the timeline of David's retreat from King Saul that left him humiliated, afraid, and captured by the Philistines in Gath. He escaped their captivity and gave God praise in the Word of Psalm thirty-four, beginning with "I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth." So today, I want to take you to Psalm 56. for Just a few moments to show you the prayer David prayed when he was still in captivity to the Philistines. Psalm 56, verses 1 through 13. O God, have mercy on me, for people are hounding me. My foes attack me all day long. I am constantly hounded by those who slander me, and many are boldly attacking me. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what He has promised. They are always twisting what I say. They spend their days plotting to harm me. They come together to spy on me, watching my every step, eager to kill me. Don't let them get away with their wickedness and your anger, O God. Bring them down. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. I praise God for what He has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what He has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? I'll fulfill my vows to you, O God, and will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. Now I can walk in your presence, O God, in your life-giving light. That's a powerful psalm, and there's a lot of stuff packed in there. Verse 3 is what I want to point out. David said, When I am afraid. This connects this psalm to his experience in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 through 13, where the scripture said, So David escaped from Saul and went to King Achish of Gath. But the officers of Achish were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one the people honor with dances, singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands? You see, David heard these comments and was very afraid, there it is, of what Achish of Gath might do to him. Now, this is the only time in the narrative of David that this is expressed that he is, quote, very afraid. Psalm 56 is David's confession that even the most courageous, successful, and valiant men, such as David, can become afraid. Even future kings... Can become afraid. He would later write in Psalm 61, one of my favorite Psalms, when he said, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Can I be honest with you for just a moment and say that I'm overwhelmed? In light of what we are experiencing as a nation, I'm overwhelmed. I have days where the constant negative news and the grim doom and gloom prognosis that is propagated against us overwhelms me. Not just that, but just what's going on around the country right now. I mean, if you were to pick up the USA Today newspaper or just pull it up on your tablet or your computer or your phone to USA today. And just look at the headlines that are there. It's enough to overwhelm you today. The headlines are about the killing of George Floyd by Minneapolis, Minneapolis police officers. The final capture of, of a Yukon student who murdered two people and kidnapped another. He was captured in... um, I believe Maryland today. You're going to read about an attempted terrorist attack on a military base in which a hero took them out before they had time to carry out the attack. You're going to read about other things that are going on as collateral damage of the coronavirus lockdown continues to spread. And one of the most concerning things that you're going to read as a headline today is that the legality of people gathering under a church building roof to worship is going all the way to the United States Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., to be argued. Now, of all of those things, that one is the one that most concerns me. Did you ever believe in your lifetime or in your generation that we would see a case before the U.S. Supreme Court that will dictate whether or not Americans can go to the house of God and worship? I mean, these are unprecedented times. This is overwhelming. When I began to look at all this stuff, I just sometimes I get overwhelmed by it. And it's okay to be overwhelmed because I know some of you are overwhelmed. I know some of you are dealing with feelings, emotions that you've never felt before. uh, The uncertainty of tomorrow, a prognosis of doom and gloom that's been, again, pressed upon us unlike any we've ever known. Certainly, as believers, we're looking at this and seeing the signs of the times and that the coming of Jesus Christ is ever going, growing closer. But in the meantime, I believe people are overwhelmed. Anxiety and depression and those kinds of things. Fear are on the rise in the hearts and minds of people. And I just want to encourage you to encourage yourself like David prayed in Psalm 61. Lord, when my heart is overwhelmed, when I'm overwhelmed by what I see and overwhelmed by what I hear and overwhelmed what's being spoken and overwhelmed by the events that are going on around me and overwhelmed by the news and overwhelmed by situations beyond my control, when my heart is overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Do you know what Psalm 56 is? Psalm 56 is a picture of David having a conversation with himself. He wrote this Psalm when he was in the captivity of the Philistines in Gath, King Achish. And as he is in this place of bondage, he says to the Lord, Lord, they seek my life. They're pursuing me. They're trying to kill me. But then in verse 3, he says, But when I am afraid, I trust in the Lord. David had to remind himself that no matter where I am, no matter what's going on, Saul is chasing me. I'm in I'm in this. Uh, bondage being held by the Philistines. I'm afraid because they've recognized me and they might even kill me and then he has to remind himself, but wait when I am afraid I can trust in the Lord And then he goes back and and, and, and he says they're they're seeking my life, they're pursuing me, they're spying on me they're twisting my words. And he goes back to rehearsing what's happening around him, the whirlwind of negativity that he's dealing with in his life. And then he stops again. And he says, but one thing I know, God is on my side. And in three places in Psalm 56, David says, I thank God for his Promises. You see, David's attitude changed when he began to rehearse the goodness of God. As he's praying and, and perhaps venting and complaining before the Lord because of the position he's in, suddenly he stops and he says, Wait a second, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid. The Lord is on my side. He's given me promises, and I'm going to hold on to those promises. David is having a conversation with himself. Listen, honey, there are times when I have to talk to myself when my heart is overwhelmed and fear has come in and tried to grip me. There are times when I've had to have a conversation with myself and say to myself, you know what God's promised you, you know who you are, you know where your power and your authority lies. So stop allowing the devil to monopolize your thoughts. Bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ and do not be afraid. And I want to encourage you. If your heart is overwhelmed, if your mind is perplexed, if your spirit is weak, then you need to have a conversation with yourself like David did. If God is on my side, I don't have to fear. What can mere mortals do to me? God's given me promises and he's going to keep those promises. So I'm going to hold on to those promises. If you have to go in your bathroom and close the door and look at yourself in the mirror, refuse to be gripped by fear. Refuse to stay overwhelmed. It's okay to get overwhelmed. Sometimes that happens. Anxiety rises up, but you have to begin suppressing it with the word of God. I often say that you have to learn how to cross-examine the devil. Psalm 18:17, I'm sorry, Proverbs 18:17 says this, I'm paraphrasing. It says that the first to testify in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. I've had some experience in court in my law enforcement career and so when the prosecutor gets up and makes his statement that is the only truth that's been heard but then a the defense attorney will get up and he'll give his cross examination and try to rebut or tear down everything the prosecutor has said i want you to know that the the persecutor the enemy the accuser of the brethren when he begins to prosecute you before the heavenly father for the things going on around you the things going on in your life mistakes you've made or just circumstances that are that are happening within your within your world And the enemy wants to tell you how it's going to be. And he's accusing you before the Lord. He doesn't have the last word, but God in you has the last word. Because you see, God is going to give you the opportunity to cross examine the devil and to rebut and tear down everything he said. But that has to come from his word. That's why David said, I've hidden your word in my heart that I won't sin against you. You can't cross-examine the devil and tear down and rebut everything that he said unless you have the word in your heart. If you have the word in your heart and the devil comes at you and says, I'm going to take you down with disease and sickness. You can come back with a cross examination and tear it down by saying, I may feel sick in my body, but the word of the Lord says, if there be any sick among you, call for the elders of the church and lay hands on them and pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer, pray, prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. You have to have that word to cross examine. If he comes back and, say, and says to you, yeah, but look at the prognosis. Look at the diagnosis you've received. You've got to be able to cross-examine the devil with the word and say, but he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement by my peace was upon him and by his stripes, I'm healed. That's the cross-examination. You are rebutting the word of the devil to accuse you. And whatever your situation is, you have to learn how to cross-examine the devil. Sometimes you have to cross-examine yourself when your heart is overwhelmed. When your spirit is vexed with anxiety and your mind is captivated by what seems to be truth. My friend evangelist, Pastor Joel Talley, used to say, there's a difference between the fact of the matter and the truth of the matter. I've always loved that. The fact of the matter is what is. The truth of the matter is what God says will be. I may be sick in my body, that's the fact, but the truth is by his stripes I'm healed. I may be broke and I may be in need, that may be the fact, but the truth is my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The fact of the matter and the truth of the matter are not the same thing. God is the author of truth. Truth is the intellectual property of God. If you have to have a conversation with yourself to bring yourself into alignment with the truth, despite the facts that you see in here, then you need to look at yourself in the mirror and do what David said. I know this is happening, and I know this is happening, and I know this is happening, but when I am afraid, I will trust in the name of the Lord. This world's getting crazy around us, and we have so much uncertainty and confusion about what may be coming. But I want you to know when your heart is overwhelmed, He will lead you to the rock that is higher. God bless you. Be encouraged today. I'll see you next week on the podcast.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Subscribe to The Spotter on any major podcast provider. Visit us at jeffwolf.org for more information. And follow Jeff Wolf on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To receive a copy of Jeff's newest project, absolutely free, 10 Reasons Why Pastors Are In Danger, text the word RESTORED to 31996. Message and data rates may apply. Remember to join us next week. Be blessed.